0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to
1: the Clap
2: Your Hands Podcast.
1: Hosted by Elliot Shure Parks and Kyle Newbeck.
2: Here they come.
1: The Tobias thing, I think, think is a natural segue into some of the bigger names that have been rumored to either be available. Obviously, the big thing right now is Dame Lillard. Is he going to ask out? If he does, where does he want to go? You mentioned earlier you don't think they're going to trade for Dame for a number of reasons. Um, I guess let's start with that. Like, What's your view on the Dame thing? Do you think he asks out? And what do you think the Sixers' either level of interest would be or a potential of actually acquiring him?
2: You want know, my really hot take? I'm sick and fucking tired of hearing about <laughs> Damian Lillard, man. It's like every, every other day. Yeah. It's like the most nothing report is like Dame Lillard is thinking about this or they haven't talked or they had a meeting and we're going to try. Like that was the thing yesterday. Chris Haynes reports that he's having a meeting with Joe Cronin in the front office. And then a statement comes after this meeting it. where it's like, we are committed to trying to build around Dame Lillard. It's like, all right, man, we'll but are it. you because the whole thing was you drafted Scoot, another small guard at number three, and if you don't move him, you're going to have three small guards is basically your core of guys, Simons, Lillard, Scoot, and I, it's just not a tenable situation. To me, and I don't think Dame is wired this way, it just seems like shoot or get off the pot, man. Like That's- Ask for a trade or don't. But all this waffling – like, and then Chris Haynes comes out on a podcast yesterday and he's like, well, Dame doesn't want to go to like a super team and play with three stars. It's like, bro, either you want to win in Portland and you're committed there or you're going to get traded and the team who's going to try to trade for you wants to have as much talent as possible. It's the whole point of trading for you is to try to put the best possible team on the floor. So enough. Either you want to move or you don't. My advice to Dame, if I was his
1: close personal friend, would be, bro, stop worrying so much about how people will perceive your winning. Like this idea, like from the Chris Haines things, which well. Dame wants to go to a team, but he doesn't want to go to, you know, a ready-made team. Like, what are you going to get up there at the press conference and be like, just to be clear, everyone, even though I'm here, we all agree this team wouldn't win without me. Right. Like he's so obsessed with this idea of his title, not being looked like he chased it. Like go chase a ring, man. Like it's okay to chase things that you want. It's okay to go to situations you have tried in Portland. You gave it your all. Like nobody is going to say that you're not loyal or you gave up. So yes, I agree. And like, Posting the thing on Instagram where he's posting welcome to Miami and then Jimmy Butler posts something where he tags Damian Lillard. As a Blazers fan, I would be at the point of like just trade the guy. Like great franchise. And there player. are there are
2: definitely people in Portland who feel that way, I think. Yeah. At this point.
1: And rightfully so. So the Dame stuff aside, because I agree. It's getting annoying. Like it's Brett Farvish. Like, bro, just do what you want to do or just commit and stop playing into it. That aside. What do you think of the sixers angle of this? Um, like what do you think is their possibility? What do you think their level of interest would be that? Nah, of-
2: I mean, look, I think if you were to compare the offer they could make to say Miami, I think they can make a better offer than Miami because Maxi is better, or as a guy, I'd want to have on my team more than Tyler Hero moving forward, mm-hmm. but also Maxi presents the same problems as And, like, as a worse player, as Dame with Scoot and Anthony Simons, like, acquiring Maxie doesn't actually really do anything for them. And he's the big chip for Portland if they're, if they complete a trade with the Sixers. I think it looks more and more if he gets moved that he could go to Brooklyn because they just have all these picks they're sitting on. They have some interesting role players. You can, Portland can split the difference where, They keep Simons and they keep Scoot, but they might bring in some like defensive-minded wings. They can still be competitive while having these assets long-term. But that's probably where I would see it going if they make a trade. I I don't know. I just don't – here's the other thing. If James Harden comes back, I don't really see a world where you can get max value out of Lillard and Harden at the same time. Mm -hmm. They're just not – I'm not that worried about the Dame side of it. I do think his off-ball utility and comfort is just better than Harden's is. But then you put Harden in this spot where there are just stretches of the game where he's just kind of standing around doing nothing. And look, that's that's a negative and with respect to Harden and how he approaches the game when the ball's not in his hands. It's one of the big limitations he has as a star player. It's why I think to some degree, and Doc Rivers touched on this, it's why he hasn't won in the playoffs. If you defend him a certain way, it's just easy to get him out of what he likes to do and what he's good at. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I mean, maybe you could make the argument if Harden doesn't come back, that that's when you say, well, if we want to compete with Joel, we got to kind of go for it and we just unload the best of what we have left for Dame. But then you're in a spot where it's Joel and Dame and who else? Like, what? how are you winning that group? So... I don't think they're well set up for a trade, whether it's the assets they have to offer the team they would have after Dame comes here. I think it's a fun mental exercise and it would have been great. If Dame had asked to help when Ben Simmons was in the yeah. middle of his whole saga, that would have been better timing for Philadelphia, but that's not the world we live in. And so I don't think it's uh one that they'll have to track that hard.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,
1: So tell me if you think my read on this is incorrect. Um, I just get this sense that the Sixers are hesitant to make a major trade for a big time contract or to really trade maxi. Like if the if let's say the Blazers said to the Sixers and Dame wants to come here, all right, like give us maxi, whatever, we'll make it work. I think they would probably do it. But just from listening to whenever Daryl Morey talks about Maxi, and I know on a press conference it's not always the ultimate truth, but listening to the way they, that he talks about him, listening to the way Nurse talks about him, I just don't get this sense that they would be as all in on trading Maxi for for Dame. For example, we talked about it with Beal, we've talked about it with Zach Levine. It just really feels like they are very much okay with feeling they can win with this same team and with and with bringing Maxi back. Like, do you think there is a real willingness to trade Max or is it really going to take someone like a Dame and even then maybe they wouldn't be as into it?
2: Well, so I do think Dame is on a different level than the Beals and Levines of the world where if Dame straight up said, I want to come to Philadelphia, trade for me. If that was the world we were operating in, then yeah, I think that there would be a serious discussion about trading maxi to make that happen to your point though i do think they view him as a real long-term piece future all-star that type of mm-hmm. player some of it's posturing because they know that guy's your most valuable trade ship yeah. that you have and so they're not going to come out and say well you know we're, we consider all options and they're on the table when they're asked about maxi they're going to constantly reinforce yes we believe in this kid yes he's a core guy yes we can give be X, Y, Z, score 25 points a game, cure cancer, walk on water, whatever it is. They're going to say what they need to in public. But I do think if there's a real genuine top level star, and I think Dame, if he's not in that inner circle of players, he's very close to it, Yeah. then I think they'll consider it. I, I think why Maxie has been viewed as not untouchable, but close to that so far is that there haven't really been guys that, have been worth considering it for. Bradley Beal's contract terrible and has not been all that good on the floor the last couple of years. Zach Levine pretty good player but you've seen what Chicago has been with him as one of the best and guys, right? So as well. Yeah. And a giant contract over the long term. So it's you're asking yourself is it worth giving up a guy who's still ascending for guys who are in their prime but haven't proven they can really drive winning all that much while they're in their prime. So I think they've played it right so far. They could end up holding on to him too long. They might give him a contract eventually that he becomes then slightly overrated or he's not offering the proper value. But as of right now, I think they're going to stand pat until or unless a real deal, genuine star or superstar becomes available
1: and I think it's interesting because there seems to be such a juxtaposition right now and this I guess is not that uncommon but where what the team thinks and what the fans feel is required this feels like such a major divide right now on the Sixers at least what they're posturing publicly and I think internally too and what the fans demand so we started the pod by saying this with the whiteboard the whiteboard if they had just won the title, it would be viewed as like a fun, wacky thing and, you know, oh, look at this team. But because they lost, it's this team is, you know, this team isn't run well. They're sloppy. This is why you'll never win. I think that they're the fans want to feel something is going to change and it just doesn't feel the Sixers sense that same type of urgency. And I think they might view Nick Nurse as like a good enough addition where they feel that's the competitive, extra competitive advantage they need to win the title. So, It'll be interesting to see how these next few days play out. I definitely think there's an expectation and a desire from the fans to see a major move. And I'm a little worried just for the fans saying that that is not, that's not coming.